the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDOW. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good afternoon. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money. Less more. Thanks for listening to the show. Feels good to say this to you. Happy Friday. Two big stocks are driving the market. We've gone back into, um, uh, I want to scratch that, start the whole show over. Welcome in, everybody. It's Rob Black and your buddy. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, stocks are moving lower today. This is a stock market, but on the days when you get that broad participation lower, you go, okay, maybe it's a, a feeling. Alphabet investors should reject the CEO's pay and the proxy uh, proxy firm is saying you don't see that very often when a CEO and the board of directors sets up a situation where um, his pay packet is about 250 million is considered excessive according to a let's just call him a law firm. Uh, maybe it's a investor law firm is a better way of maybe putting it. Who says, hey, we think that's too much money. Here's a question for you. And again, let's start with these moral dilemma questions. <clears throat> if Google goes from a market cap of $600 billion to $800 billion, and you pay the CEO $250 million, <clears throat> and net-net for the investors, you've just pulled in another 299.75 billion. Should you not get – where is compensation too much? And then you start getting into situations of uh, the CEO versus the founder, Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon, billionaire, founded the company. Some of the guys from Google used to be founders, billionaires. They've kind of left the company. They're staying around on the board in situations like that, but they're not doing the day-to-day operations. So when you start comparing management – billionaire versus new CEO like 
um, Apple CEO, he's not Steve Jobs. So, but does he want to get compensated like Steve Jobs? Is that what you're looking for? Get to know your CEOs of your companies. If you pick up the annual report from the company, um, you can order a copy, which is actually kind of cool. It's a well-designed catalog. Trees are going to be cut down to make it, of course. Uh, that's probably the biggest negative, but it, it's typically a nice presentation. It shows you what the companies do. It tells you what the CEO is thinking about the year ahead and the year behind. It tells you who the competition is. It goes over the financials with you. The thing that I like is learning who the competition is in their mind. Another thing that's oftentimes in these SEC filings or annual reports, quarterly reports, you'll find out if they're being sued or you'll find out if there's legal terminology like the ability for a company to act as an ongoing entity is threatened by COVID or you name it, right? Stocks are a little mixed today. In an ideal world, all stocks go up together. Woohoo! We all make money, except for the people who aren't involved, right? It's kind of what happens. If you're not involved in the stock market, you don't create wealth over time in the stock market. You got to pay to play or something like that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The world is has not hit its ideal state right now. We want stocks to always go up. But we're not. We're still suffering and struggling and, and going through this COVID-19 environment. Market breadth is lousy. Investors need to think about the implications of narrow breadth rally. What it means for stock picking in the second half of 2020. Um, I was looking over some financials where companies' cash flow evaporated in, in the first quarter. And it looks like it should come back from talking with management in the second quarter. But this brings up a really good question. What if it gets lumpy? What if we turn into a stock picker's market because stock market goes down 30 40%, then it bounces back and is break even to slightly higher for the year? At that point in time, there's been economic damage. So we will probably need to be a little bit better at stock picking. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The 10 largest stocks in the NASDAQ are the ones that have been moving the market recently. Poster child for narrow breath. It's not like a lot of money is going into a lot of stocks that's pushing us higher right now. It's a lot of money that's going into very few stocks. And because they're market-weighted indexes, it's something you should be acknowledging. If you don't have a list of some of the, you know, the biggest tech names out there, I'm going to give them to you right now. And in your head of head, I want you to think, those aren't bad names. Microsoft. Now, when I say Microsoft, I hope you go, oh, I've never owned that. I hope you go, I kind of wish I could own that. Because I know they got this cloud business and this Xbox business and the cloud business and the online business. And they, they're doing well. Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Intel, NVIDIA, Netflix, Cisco, Adobe. That's not a list for you to go out and buy. But those are the guys who move the markets. It's interesting because when I was growing up, the big boys were things like Walgreens and Viacom, CBS, and Kraft Heinz. The big boys have been replaced with a lot of tech names, right? So that's kind of out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Not a lot of breath. So 
how can I pass this idea? How can I hammer that home today? The market's rally is getting finicky. So it could be pretty fragile ahead. Stocks trim their weekly gains at the open today. China withdraws its 2020 GDP growth target. Says it'll implement national security laws on Hong Kong. I'll be honest with you. The Hong Kong China thing. For me, I look at that as a lot of political news. I know Hong Kong is kind of a huge business significance. I don't stop and analyze that one for very long. I never have found myself going, well, I would love to own this stock or this this sector or this index, but uh, China's exposure to Hong Kong or Hong Kong exposure to China is just not what I want. IBM's cutting jobs. Um, talking about a former big boy of the market, Big Blue. Um, again, in the world of investing, in, I don't know, you can put this into indexes or sectors. You can't have it all. And IBM had its day. I've never owned a share of IBM because when I came up as an investor, it was more interesting to think about Intel and Cisco and Microsoft and what they were doing, Sun Microsystems. Um, IBM was always kind of stodgy. IBM had more than 350,000 full-time employees. They're a big company at the end of last year. Uh, they have a new CEO. He took over as CEO in uh, early April. A lot of times CEOs come in and they kind of clean house, kind of put their stamp on the company. That's always a concern. It's always a concern when you, know, you get a new CEO or a retiring CEO. Um, same thing with CFO. <laughs> a financial officer could be very conservative or a financial officer could be very aggressive. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Happy Friday. Hasn't been the best week on Wall Street. Almost a week of reckoning with earnings and future economic output has kind of set in. Maybe we hit a bit of a wall. You've done that before, right? Whether it be with your nerves or with your lifestyle, you're like, I need a day off. We've kind of hit that on Wall Street. Taking a little bit, we've pushed it a little too far. And maybe it's a little too far up. We've had two billionaires this week come out and say, this is the most expensive stock market I've ever seen in my life. Thank you very much, Stanley Drunken Miller. Drunken Miller. Drunken Miller. Thanks very much for bringing that up and reminding everyone that we've gone had a great month of March and April. I get it. Wait, wait, are we in May now? Yeah, the year is almost halfway over. House Democrats earlier this week released a roughly three billion dollar, three billion, no, 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 three trillion dollar bill to combat the health and economic impacts 
of the pandemic. Republicans aren't biting yet. When does the economy need that extra tickle tickle? And politicians figure out like, hey, we could just print money for our district. It'll happen. i am got the full faith and confidence that Congress has never met a dollar that they didn't love. And they've recently learned, wait, you can print dollars? That ain't so shabby. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Retail sales plunged 16.4%. That's a record far worse than predicted. JCPenney makes a $17 million interest payment as it explores bankruptcy. Jacques Pony. When I was a small child, there was two catalogs that were like gold. The Sears Christmas catalog and the JCPenney's Christmas catalog. And my dad basically had a system where you got to go in and what's it called? Dog earring? When you bend a page and circle something you wanted. And Santa would read that copy. He would scan it through the the, the the airwaves or whatever. He would see the dog marked page that circled your most favorite thing. And for me, mine was women's clothing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're saying an eight-year-old kid wanted women's clothing? No. I like the toy section, obviously. <clears throat> but so yeah, so I, I feel a little nostalgia when I see a JCPenney's. And a, but on the other hand, again, don't you wish I'd cut my hand off? And then I could always say, well, I really like JCPenney's toys. <laughs> but I don't. I've been in them. And you're like, it's nostalgic. But no, it's not. It's a poor man's Walmart. It just, it's shabby. There's nothing wrong with that. But how does it distinguish itself? How does it survive, so to speak? How does it thrive in an era of Amazon? And wasn't Bill Miller's call on Amazon that it could triple in the next three years? Wasn't that slightly kind of almost intriguing, fascinating? Because, like, it just when you think, like, yeah, 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 I like Amazon. I never bought it. I didn't believe it back in the day because, like, who's, who's going to buy books? Books, I knew books weren't a thing, but that's what they delivered. They delivered books. Whoops. Real estate sector was the worst performer recently. And Twitter yesterday and the day before we started disseminating this information that they said their employees could work from home forever, not just during the shelter in place orders, but forever. And I said to myself, something that rhymes with the word puck hockey puck. I said, Whoa, the commercial real estate market doesn't realize what just happened. Did Jack Dorsey just say that people could work at home forever? And then I said that word again. I'm like, whoa. Does the commercial real estate not realize this could change the world? And I'm not going to go that bold on you. But if more people work from home, there's no doubt it will mean less traffic, less car pollution. I'm a believer that cars do lead to global warming or toxins in the air or maybe more sunburns, ozone issues. So if people are working at home, think about the money that a corporation saves. 
if you have to pay for a CFP or a CPA or you have to pay for an employee at a real office, there is a cost of that desk. For instance, I work for Cron and I, I said, hey, if you want to compensate me with any perks, give me an office. So I have an office in San Francisco, California. California, basically an, an awesome business world for me. And San Francisco, like one of the greatest cities in the world. So office space is super important. So when Jack Dorsey at Twitter says, you may never have to, you don't ever have to get back to work. He said, we've basically built a company around the idea that you all have computers and you have the internet, therefore you don't have to come back. He's probably going to save like $3,000 a month, $2,000 a month per desk. That's not stupid. Then again, you're like, my business gets done with a handshake, Robert. No, it doesn't. I, don't, I really don't think coming out of this, some people predicting the death of the handshake. And I'm like, I'm for that. Airline tickets up 10%. That's pretty crazy. That's inflation. And that's like where we fear we're moving towards. You don't want inflation, trust me. You also don't want disinflation or deflation. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Yesterday I was talking a little bit about voice assistants and how we're really, really, this pandemic, tech was ready for it because we had already started moving towards, you know, robotic voice chats, right? We've already started moving towards pay at the pump. We already started moving towards... um, you know, wireless payments with your phone, Bluetooth payments. If you haven't used them, you're, you're, you're like, holy mackerel, you mean I don't have to pull something out of my wallet now? And you, maybe it was the COVID scenario that, that like opened you up. But I think voice assistance may play a big role moving forward. I think you're going to see more kiosks. Um, I see a day where if you have an app with like a Home Depot or a Lowe's, They'll give you 10% off, but they'll also fire people in the store, making you use that app to earn your reward. So instead of having someone pointing you to where the paint department is, I see voice assistants. I see that it, let's hide behind the COVID-19. Let's save money. Let's, let's turn everything as digital as we can. The idea of a consumer being a part of a retailer's rewards program inside the app is attractive to the retailers. But also, they they will let go of people down the road. Do people really want that person, the door greeter? Or they just want to find their stuff? It's a pretty interesting thing on how uh, restaurants are going to reopen. It's going to be a lot slower of a process, people. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I'm Rob Black. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. 
this weekend they're going to release a new Scooby-Doo film. Scooby-Doo is probably my favorite as a kid. I don't know. As partial to Daphne, like I think I had a crush on a cartoon character growing up as a child. I wasn't a Velma person. I like Velma smarts and everything, but the baggy sweaters didn't. It was too goth of a look for me. It's going to be $25 to watch a, a, a Scooby-Doo movie. They're saying basically, well, we know that you would maybe some of you would go to the movie theater. No chance. It's Scooby-Doo. But since you're all locked up, we're going to charge you $25 for a pay-per-view. Uh, oh, that's that's my plans for the weekend, right? I, it's a new reality. It's it's a different way of spending money. Let's bring in CFP. CFP? No, he's not a CFP. It's Tony Mendez, BayAreaLensHorse.com. I wish he was a CFP, but he's not a CFP. He's a mortgage guy, and with current mortgage situations, he can manage what you own, stocks and bonds, but you can also manage what you owe, a mortgage, and your monthly payments. A smaller monthly payment in time of COVID sounds pretty attractive to me. What are you seeing in the world of mortgages? Tony Mendez, BayAreaLensHorse.com. Tony? Good morning. Hello. Hello. What's up in the world of mortgages, Tony? Uh, well, we're hitting all-time low rates again. I think oh. a lot of people are seeing that in the headlines. Uh, that's kind of fueling a lot of the refinance activity. We're actually seeing twice as much volume in refinance applications than we did last year, which is good. I mean, that's part of the whole I'm not a CFP, but I work with CFPs, and that's part of like their their plan. I'm getting actually a lot more calls from people trying to figure out if like the 15 or the 20 year works or the 30 year. We've actually seen a lot of people because the rates are so low. Go, you know what? I think I'm not so sure about my income in the future. Maybe I'll take my 15 year and go to a 30. So we're seeing a little bit of both right now. But those low rates do offer people opportunities to manage that debt and it is the largest debt that most people have yeah that payment is a killer in times of distress in the economy and distress in the job market which is the driving story right now how does the job market potentially go into unemployment of 25 percent or at roughly 15 percent right now how does the job market go to 25 percent what's that do to someone like you a mortgage lender a person who gives someone $600,000 with the basic idea of you have a job, right? There, there's well, some criteria in it. So how's the job dilemma playing into your world? Well, that's that's the the downside of the market right now. It's, it, it really is – it, it can affect the way that lenders qualify you now. Rates, not so much. It's about the way they qualify. For example, a lot of jumbo lenders have just stopped doing jumbos. A lot of equity line companies, they've stopped doing equity lines. They can't do anything about what, what's happened in the past. They already know that there's going to be some forbearance issues to, you know, because of the CARE Act. That actually just got extended again through, uh, I believe, June of 2020, uh, 2021. So they're, they're fearful of that. The only thing they can do is control what they, the, the new stuff that they bring in. So they're really tight on the way they verify employment, the way they verify your assets. They've increased credit score requirements, down payment requirements in a lot of cases. So they, they can only do and react to the future of this, you know, higher unemployment. Um, mm. all, all I can say is it's just, it's harder to get a loan right now. 
Yeah, I, I, I kind of imagine it's like going to the doctor as a male gets older and they're, they eventually say, okay, you need to drop your trousers and turn around. You're like, what? Wait, 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 wait. aren't you just going to put a stethoscope on my heart? And like, isn't that it? It's like, nope. I have to imagine it's more of a process to get alone. But, but is, is it, it like. It has these in some cases where Fannie Mae said, okay, if you do qualify and we can prove yeah. you're employed. We we might not need an interior appraisal. We'll do an exterior. We're getting more appraisal waivers. Um, okay. Still lower documentation for those higher qualified people. So um, when you do qualify, it's getting a little easier. But for the people who are on the edge or might have lower, I have a lot of clients have lost hours during the week, but they're still employed. Those are people who are struggling as well. Yeah, I have to imagine the paperwork you're getting on. Job verification is, how shall we say, a little different. You just getting an HR person on the phone these days. Oh, um, they don't want to see you, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's a personal friend of mine, but he's also a good business person as far as managing what you owe. You can you can change your life by getting a better degree or having better opportunities in education, which will manage what you earn, managing what you own during a downturn. I hope you looked at your portfolio in March and said, what the hell was I thinking by about at least one thing you owned? I don't know if it was a, a low rate environment, high yield interest rate fund from the Prussia. I know you're like Prussia. Where the hell's Prussia? And you're like, why did I buy this? I don't even remember buying it. And in March, you looked at your portfolio and you said, like, I don't I should let this go. And I hope you improve things because things were on sale. Are we going back to those lower levels? I don't think so. It would take bad news that is stupendously bad for a period of time that's longer than we're expecting. And for me, I'm expecting 12 months of just nothing but poop. So it's like, hey, let's have for late night. No poop. It's like it's nothing but poop. So the question is, we have so much stimulus. At what point does the bad news turn into that's not enough stimulus? It's going to be a prolonged scenario, not necessarily a definition of a number. Because we're building in expectations of 25% unemployment. Should you rethink your retirement strategy? Yes. I think I, I think what could potentially come out of COVID could be an opportunity to make a lot of money in your portfolio. As we shift more towards telemedicine, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We know we can do it now. As we shift more towards teleeducation, We don't have to send our kids to college, and they don't have to hang out at fraternities and sororities on a Friday night. It's a beautiful thing that it's a rite of passage. It's a a teenage, like, go to college, fall in love, do your first kegger, maybe get interviewed by the police. It's a rite of passage that costs a lot of money. Live on your own with a roommate. You like each other. You kind of bond with each other. You're like, oh, I never knew that about your country. Oh, I never knew that about your country. And oh, I never knew that about your religion. I, like having that weird roommate experience is a rite of passage. It's awesome. But I think we're going to have to rethink some of this with telemedicine, teleeducation, telecommuting. Will it be material? 
I think it's going to be a little more than you think. Um, <clears throat> I've been approached this week about some business ideas that for the first time in my life, I'm like, I don't know if I really want to do that. Um, defining yourself by spending more time with your children is different than defining yourself by, you know, starting a business with an exclamation point. So you have to find the motivation. And I think a lot of people are going to feel that. Again, material enough not to drive. Yeah. I, I, uh, <clears throat> first and foremost, I don't know how we get back to elementary school next year. Without a vaccine, I just there's too many weirdos that will go, well, I, I'm waiting for a vaccine before I put my kids back in school. And then there's going to be people like, well, I'm not going to give my kids a vaccine. And there's going to be people like, I don't want my kids to go to school with kids without a vaccine. I want my kids to go with kids school with vaccines. There's going to be such craziness. Teachers who, let's say your teacher's in a wheelchair. Well, I need my wheelchair cleaned every every three hours now because of COVID. And like, there's compromised teachers either with age or with healthcare issues really complicates how do we send kids back to school how about a compromised kid we've seen over a hundred cases of what's essentially covid kid cases now where a 10 year old kid's got the lungs of like a 45 year old smoker you're like what i'm not saying my kid like so there's going to be opportunities in teleeducation teleeducation is not going to go away if you think for just a second that the teaching change from the schoolyard. Okay, children, it's Monday at nine in the morning. Ring the bell. Get off the playground. You have one minute. That world has to change. Does it change completely to teleeducation? No. No, 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 no. But I think we all see the opportunity now of teachers being able to get into the 21st century with children. And that's not a bad thing. COVID-19 has taught my kids how to open up Google email, Google Classroom, check your email. It's like it's literally like work for them. It's no longer going to the, the playground waiting for the teacher to ring the school bell, which is cool. It's great. So we're moving towards that. We're definitely moving in that direction. So the duration issue is what I think can derail the stock market. If we start getting to the point where, like, man, 25% unemployment sucks, and the following month it's like 24%, we're like, man, 24% unemployment sucks, and the following month it's like a 22%, man, 22%. Like, even if it's moving the right direction, the duration could start to wear on people and fatigue you. Now, again, I'm not thinking that's going to happen. I think major market dips at this point in time are buying opportunities because the United States government's talking about another $3 trillion stimulus. If they weren't talking like that, if they were saying, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you are not paying your taxes. We are not going to support you. Uh, get used to it. You're on your own. I'm like, whoa, we're going to be on our own. I better sell stocks. But we've got mother market being supported by the Federal Reserve and our federal government. That's tough. That's a tough formula to, to defeat. I think that wins in the long term. Find me at New Focus Financial. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
old Jay. I like alternative music. I like going to see shows. It's a moment where I'm not looking at my phone. Disconnect. Got an email yesterday from a couple concerts that I bought for late summer, early fall. Ticketmaster basically has given up. The white flag is up. What was fascinating was my sister on the East Coast also bought some tickets. We were going to kind of exchange visits with one another around tickets. Um, She got her ticket refund that said, you can have a refund now because the show has been canceled and it has not been rescheduled. Therefore, we're not going to honor the ticket. We can refund you. Or you can choose to take 125% credit to a future event at this one venue, which happens to be a summertime venue. So it's one of those outdoors, not perfect for winter, especially on the East Coast when it's 10 degrees outside kind of concert areas. So she said, yeah, big brother. I um, I just went for a refund. I didn't take that 125% credit because who knows if they're going to reschedule in the next calendar summer. I'm like, I got you, sister. Like, you didn't take that 150% deal where if you spend $100 on tickets, they give you $150 credit on any future concert that you buy on Ticketmaster. She goes, no. Mine said I could only use it at the venue. I said, weird, because mine says I could use it at any Ticketmaster event. Hers was for 125% for a future credit. Mine was for 150 And I have to now decide, do I want to do that? Am I confident that I, in one year calendar year, I'll want to go to a concert? And I start thinking about it. I'm like, well, how about the kids? How about like the wife? How about the like airfare? Like, what what if it's the show that I want to see in Canada, but I'm not ready to go with a Canadian like uh, health screening test or something? I got a little psyched out yesterday on a decision. 150 percent credit, a 50 percent free credit for for entertainment. I'm like, sweet. But then I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to try. So I have literally one week to come up with a decision. And I feel like it's a game show decision. Okay, Alan. Okay, I'm going to go with door number two. And like, she's like, really? Door number two? I'm like, okay, let me rethink that. Let me rethink. You just, you just, you showed me the dangers of door number two with the way you moved your eyebrow. So that extra 50% is kind of intriguing to me. Is it intriguing to you? It should be. It's not like I just got a pay increase by 50% for my entertainment for next year. It's intriguing. Nike has reopened almost all stores in China and South Korea. Thank you, Nike. Thank you. I actually don't really care, do I? I own shares in Nike, but at the same time, I'm like, that's good news, I guess. I I don't think it's going to smooth out the results. I don't think suddenly Nike is going to be like COVID free. 100% 100% of its company-owned stores and over 95% of its partner stores in China are open and South Korea. So we're going to reopen unless we're like way worse than China. And does anyone think we're way worse than China? No. When we start thinking we're way worse than China, we're just, ah, they're just lying anyway. It's weird <laughs> how we compare ourselves as a nation. Oh, Facebook just bought a company. I kind of like seeing deals during times of stress. What intrigues one company to unlock their, how shall we say, purse for another company? 
Facebook's going to, uh, they're buying Giphy. I'm like, Giphy? Isn't that that company where you show your kids a, yeah, a text message of, like, they just won a soccer championship, so you, like, show Chris Farley rip it off his shirt and celebrate it on a touchdown, and, like, you show the kids how excited the parents are. Like, yeah, isn't that just a Giphy? Facebook's buying Giphy? I have Giphy on my phone, and it comes up with stupid instant messaging images. It makes conversations a little more entertaining. So Facebook says the way we want to integrate their GIF library into Instagram and other apps so that people can find just the right way to express themselves. I'm like, Giphy? Facebook bought Giphy? They didn't buy a company that suddenly does like jet rocket propulsion so that Mark Zuckerberg can go to the moon, moon, moon. They didn't buy a company that does networking speeds that suddenly you're getting, uh, you know, 200 bazillion gig downloads and 200 bazillion seconds faster. They buy Giphy? Yeah, that's kind of weird. But I think what I just said was they want to make Instagram a better way of expressing yourself. Okay, I get it. I do get that. I, I Suddenly, I, I don't know what they paid for Giphy. Something tells me if they paid a billion dollars to show Chris Farley ripping off his shirt in a text message, an instant message, and people get excited by it. I'm like, that can't be a billion dollars, can it? I don't know. It was not material enough for them to disclose, and they're sticking with that story. Stocks are shrugging off more downbeat news on the retail experience and the job market. Yesterday, we got first-time unemployment claims, another $3 million. And we're soberingly adding it up. And we're going, isn't that 30 million people now? Yep. GM, not GM, Golden Sachs saying 25% unemployment is on the books. We just have to get there. So stocks are trimming and opening loss. The bad news is out there. Funny how Wall Street works, right? But the bad news tends to get Congress motivated to do something. And when Congress does something, that's code for spend money. Federal Reserve is doing something they've never done before. They're supporting stocks and municipal bonds. And in theory, a bond, if you're dumb enough to buy a bond from, say, Stockton, California, no disrespect against Stockton, but for sake of a financial argument. It's the arm financial armpit of California. There should be a difference between a Stockton bond, municipal bond, and a Palo Alto municipal bond. And the Federal Reserve's like, nah, we'll, we'll support them both. That's weird to me. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing more. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com, robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.